So I, uh, I think we should jump into our part two of this episode 79 in which we actually create character concepts for this upcoming yeah. Call of Cthulhu game that you're going to run for us, That's Alex. That's right. Yeah, let's um, do it. Let's, yeah, we let's can do, do it. So, so can I show you guys what I do here? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> it's probably Sunday, someday in March 2018, and you are listening to part two of episode 79 of Roll Up and Die. How'd you guys like that? <laughs> Pretty good, huh? <laughs> you both just witnessed that live. That was right awesome. The, that was the pyrotechnics were real. That was a special moment for me. Good. I'm glad. I was hoping so. That was I was putting my magical energy into that being a special moment for you. Um uh but, but uh, go, do you guys want to do banter? <laughs> do you guys want to do you guys want to do banter topic hey, or are you all hey, bantered hey, out do you from want, earlier? Do you want to banter with me? Do you want to uh? banter or just straight in no kissing? <laughs> do you guys do you want to do you do you want to uh do you want to derail oh, all of that amazing conversational progress we made about character <laughs> concepts and just talk about like butts for about 10 minutes and then try to get no, back on track? I don't want to do that. No, no, God, no. Don't, don't make me. Don't make me. Uh, Alex is not not again. Don't make me talk about butts again, please. Uh, how about this? How about instead of banter, Alex, let's Uh-oh. treat this as kind of like a character concept open narrative session zero. Yeah. Tell us what we should know about this upcoming Call of Cthulhu game. Okay, sure. You know, Barker, you had mentioned that you you know you uh, haven't played in in a in sort of the classic Call of Cthulhu uh, scenario, and and so what I wanted to do was was to put together it's a crime. Um, it's a crime against humanity. A you should crime be arrested. Is is so is sort of a really classic nineteen twenties you know Call of Cthulhu game. You know, one that one that we could do in a in a single session. I wanted to try and hit you know all the all the really important points that the people you know kind of associate with with Call of Cthulhu, you know, investigation, uh, you know, the horror mm-hmm. aspect, the mystery, little figurines that take over your mind. Yep. <laughs> That's our fundamentals. Possibly. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you know, t- touch all the classic bases of of Call of Cthulhu. That that excites and, uh, me because <clears throat> you're yeah. right. Um, I had gotten the impression for so long that Call of Cthulhu was kind of a 1920s derby hats and tommy guns and investigators and just kind of mysteries and professors and whatnot, that sort of era game. But Mm -hmm. the last Cthulhu game we played was kind of modern, and so Mm -hmm. it opened my eyes to the possibilities. But I'm really excited to play a character uh, that learns from books and extrapolates knowledge and discovers mysteries and uh, tries to solve them. All right. Yeah, for me, then, 1920s Cthulhu is the best Cthulhu. That is my it's my favorite era to play in. Yeah. Um and I I'll take Cthulhu however I can get it, but for me that's <laughs> yeah. my jam is 1920s classic Cthulhu, man. For sure. It's 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 because that's what that's what Lovecraft wrote in. He wrote, he wrote yeah. he wrote in the 1920s. It, it just it fits. You know, yep. it it just it just fits. So, what I was going to have you guys uh, 
start is you are going to be part of an organization called uh, the Enigma Society. Mm. And uh, this, uh, this Enigma Society was founded by sort of a, a former investigator. He, this guy has been, you know, investigating the paranormal for, for a long, long time. But he, it has sort of beaten him down over the years. And although he, ha- he's ha- he has some family money, He's been able to sort of create this um, uh, this society that allows him to sort of find people who have experienced these things and 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 uh, kind of bring them in and 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 help them to co- not only help them cope but also to help them find answers and mm. and that and that's really what I'm sort of looking for as far as the character creation aspect goes. So that uh, we're going to be in. Uh, starting in Boston, uh, circa 1928. And what I like about a society like this is that the characters are pretty much open to almost anything because, you know, you don't have to be a police officer. You don't have to be a, you know, a a librarian. You don't have to be an antiquarian. You know, you can be almost anything but get drawn to this place because you experience something um, unusual. So... When we're thinking of character concepts, the the, the the sort of the sort of beats you want to make sure you, you, that 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 we hit are that your character has experienced something supernatural, say within the past month or two, right? Okay. So with with it within that period of time, they have experienced something, uh, not 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 quite mind shattering, but something that made them sort of question reality just a bit. You know, it wasn't even enough to really even like lose sanity, to use a a game mechanic term. But <laughs> it was enough to 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 make them sort of realize that there's something more, and that it somehow involves them. Okay, you know, yeah. that's one thing. The other is that something that would sort of drive them to to find answers for that. So whatever that supernatural thing is, come up with a good solid reason for them to to need to find out you know, why this is happening, you know, what's, mm. what's going on. So okay. like, let's um, say I wanted to jump out there and say like a haunting, <clears throat> is that on the right track? Like, so like someone, exp- if, if my character experienced a haunting or like some, sure. like perhaps something that I might believe would be a ghost. Yeah. Yeah. It could, it could be something like that. It, it, it's, it's certainly better if it ties into you personally, you know, rather than just, you mm-hmm. went to a haunted house and you saw something creepy, you know, maybe something like you saw that it was a, a place that meant something to you, you know, or like a and, book and, that's it now in my study. That's that ever since I put it there has been, you know, different, weird things have been happening. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause a haunted house, you could leave, you know, you, yeah. you could go there experience something and then just leave like the talisman that i personally took back from my trip to south america or something like that yeah 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 those are the those are the those that's sort of those are the guidelines that that i'll give you for the concepts and then other than that it's pretty pretty much open uh i don't know if you saw barker but i I included a a list of of occupations i Um, did you don't have to use those you don't have to use any of them really uh but those will give you oh, some really it. good ideas as to, you know, where you could go with it. Because I don't want you to feel like you're tied to any any particular Call of Cthulhu tropes as far as that oh, goes. Man. Like I said, you don't have to be, you don't have to be, you're not going to be uh, hardened investigators. You don't necessarily have to be a, a cop or a, or a detective or, 
you know, yeah, a professor, a professor of metaphysics or any of that stuff. You can, you can certainly if you like, mm. but it doesn't have to be. I was gonna say, I actually, I <clears throat> in all my times playing Call of Cthulhu, I usually go for a kind of rough and tumble type, um, mm-hmm. someone who's a little bit more physical, someone who's uh maybe even more combat based, um, someone mm-hmm. who is sort of the muscle of the group. I'd like to go against that this time. I think I want to play an academic type character. Um, okay. Not necessarily someone who is a scientist or something like that, but but someone who is more uh, knowledgeable, uh, someone who's more interested in sort of the, uh, the lore aspect of things. Yep. And what I'm thinking right off the bat is maybe my character was researching something or uh, writing about something and it was uh, viewed by many as being this sort of like crazy conspiracy theory thing. But then one night on my way home from work, I was attacked in an alley by a strange robed man with a dagger. And I barely escaped with my life. I managed to fend this guy off. I wrested the dagger from his hands and he ran off into the night. And all I have to prove it is this strange dagger with this strange symbol on it that he tried to kill me with. And it has only strengthened my resolve to try and get to the bottom of this mystery because now I know ah, nice. that I'm on the right track because someone is trying to kill me over it. That's cool. Yeah, I like that a lot. To me, that's Call of Cthulhu. Just that yep. the whole description, that's really cool. Yeah. Yep. Like the story Call of Cthulhu is told from the perspective of uh like Professor unpacking boxes in his dead uncle's house you know like there's no there's no crazy indiana jones guy going after cthulhu relics he's like well as i unpack boxes in my uncle's home i'm disturbed by the contents you know just that sort of stuff i mean there there are there are a few things like that definitely in 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 modern media you have take a look at dante's inferno the inferno right Mm-hmm. A video game was made about that called Dante's Inferno, where you pay a, you play a big guy with a flail and you just wreck everybody <laughs> through the nine layers of hell. But like, then you I go to read the book. the book. Yeah, it's like what? Nice. Where where do I? At what part in this game do I pass out out of fear? Like when do I faint? <laughs> that happens like forty seven times. The thing that I you <clears throat> asked us to do, Alex, was to each come up with something supernatural. Yeah, and. Matt kind of came up with his, and I can definitely come up with one. But mm-hmm. my initial thought was, hey, I'm a photojournalist who can offer my assistance to Matt's character to help them solve this mystery. And I think that I would even maybe have some clues to help him do that because I'm a photojournalist <clears throat> and I can pick up evidence mm-hmm. and I can piece things together. But I think that I'm just such a fan of this uh, you said you were a professor or just an investigator? Um, I haven't decided yet. Uh, I'm I'm leaning towards potentially either librarian, um, occultist, mm. or I mean, you could be a, you could be a, like an antique antique dealer. Yeah, like you antique. Know, you, is there a? Oh yeah, antique dealer would be cool. Yeah. Um, or oh, author antique. was another one I was leaning towards. So just something like that, like. Not not anything that's like crazy out there, but just kind of this nondescript guy right. who like kind of stumbled upon something and started researching it. My initial thought was, let's just assume that you picked author, that my character would be just such a fan of your work that they would do anything <laughs> to help you, even make up a story about how they, too, saw something supernatural. See, my thinking is actually turn that around, because if you're a photojournalist, maybe I see something that you that's in the paper, a photo that you took of something that... <gasps> 
that uh, sparks uh, a familiarity in me. I, I recognize the symbol or I recognize the shape of something. Oh. And I, I contact you because you're a photojournalist. I contact you at the paper and say, photojournalist guy. Meet me I'm, for coffee. Ah, I believe we might have <laughs> something in common, you know, and we meet up and, and, and uh, uh, talk about the different things that we've both discovered. Like, I like the idea that maybe you and I are on the same case coming at it from two different directions and we meet in the middle, you know, uh, yeah. almost accidentally. I love that. And my name is now photojournalist guy. Photojournalist guy. Hello, it's photojournalist a, it's a Swedish guy. name. <laughs> Swedish name. It's Dutch. Your parents kind of locked you into a career there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> my my mind wants to go into like, oh, what did you see? Is it a is it a ghost? Is it a symbol in the background? Is it... But I, I, I think we should maybe throw it to Alex. W w have you been inspired as the <clears throat> game master about this game, just given this banter at all? Yeah, I mean, I think... I love the idea of of, of the of the uh, the the author sort of uh, or book dealer or whatever whatever you decide on sort of stumbling upon this 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 information and he gets close to something that that makes him a target. Maybe the uh, maybe Matt's character goes goes to the police department and he's and he's a uh, uh, to 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 report this because that's what you do. And uh, they kind of wave it off as a as a, as a as a as a failed mugging or something, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah, it's probably just a mugger, you know. But I have this dagger. Oh, so you got a souvenir, kid? All right, wipe yourself yeah, off. Yeah, lucky ex guy. exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're not going to think cultist. But um, you know, you're you hang around the police station, maybe waiting for waiting for pictures. And you heard that this uh, this guy who has a little bit of local notoriety. Well, isn't is his gun to the police? You know, you you have someone at the police department who calls you for these things. So you take a picture of him outside, you know, that, that makes the paper the next day, like you know, page thirty seven or something like that. And when he looks at the paper, um, and he sees himself, and, and he kind of shaking his head, and then in the background is one of the is one of these cultists. Oh yeah, like you know, stalking uh, him. Yep, <laughs> you know, something like that. I love that. Uh, I really that. love that. And I'm I'm leaning I'm leaning towards antique dealer at this point, Alex, because okay. I, I want to be like kind of like a bookish old shopkeeper who's like excellent, you know, like a, a sort of like a, um, a Ollivander from Harry Potter, but with artifacts <laughs> and crazy relics. And I'm yeah, just fascinated yeah. by objects from different times and places and stuff. And so maybe. Uh, you know, I, I rush home and I am rifling through my shelves and opening up boxes and I find, you know, some sort of object that has the same symbol on it as this dagger that they tried to attack yeah. me with. And I, I start sort of putting the pieces together and being like, it's all connected. It's all connected. <laughs> I love it. I, I like uh, the idea of being this kind of kid photographer with in their dark room that just, you know, they're they spend so much of their day just looking over red light uh, infused photographs and looking for different things. And they're they probably take most of their pictures are just hobby pictures of weird things, probably. But and maybe that's one of the ones that you found or are interested in. Yeah, or, you know, like Alex said, like, it's it's either in the paper the next day or as you're developing it in your dark room, you're looking at this picture <clears> and you notice, you know, the cultist in the background, maybe looking at the, the the photo negative or something, which allows you to see the cultist in the darkness. And you oh. uh, you bring it to my shop. You find me, track me down, bring it to the shop. And you're like, hey, is this the guy that attacked you? And I'm like, oh, my God. Of course, yes, that's him. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I love it. So, so Matt, what... Um if 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 we're going this route, what what do you think would have given your character 
some at, at least you know local say within the Boston area <clears throat> notoriety. I think that uh, definitely in on the street where I where I live and work, I'm just considered to be because I, I imagine this is 1920s uh, Boston. The shop is on the the bottom floor of a basically a, a, a brownstone row house, right? And I'm living mm-hmm. yeah. the, in the floor above it, uh, basically. Yep. So, but so I think that people uh, people locally sort of have a, a I have a reputation as being a, somewhat of an eccentric. I'm a widower. I'm an older gentleman. I'm from. Uh, I'm from London, so people automatically assume I'm a little weird and off just because I'm from somewhere <laughs> else and have a weird accent. But I think that uh, in recent years, I think that my my sort of charming old man eccentricities have uh, sort of gone beyond um, something that is sort of uh, you know oh that's you know that's just him, and I think that I'm sort of maybe trying to like some sort of public forum where I'm ranting and raving about something or um, writing into the newspapers or um, uh, being on the radio. uh, Maybe you have a weekly sort of little radio bit that that, that you do for the local radio station. Yeah. We talk about like a fireside chat. It's air quotes, like interesting antiques. 3 a.m. You know? on a Tuesday, like right, for right, a right. half an hour or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. You, 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 I can imagine your character like listening to the radio and you're developing this film and, uh, you know, of this, of this antiquarian that you sort of, or this, uh, uh, antique dealer you follow. And, uh, and, and he, and he says, uh, the, the man who attacked me, the, he had a, a strange scar on his face, you know, and, and, and uh, you know, one finger missing on his left hand. I don't know if he will or not, but and, and then as you're looking at it, you see this character in the background with the scar and the and and a finger clearly missing, you know, yeah. and it yeah. just you know, you make have this you know amazing moment of of <laughs> holy crap, I caught him on film. Uh, is this <laughs> yeah, is this I the first that. time we've met, Al, uh, Matt? Is this the first time we've met, or is am, I do think I so. buy? Okay. I like I like the idea that we're we maybe are both aware of each other, but uh, but this is our first time meeting because I like the idea that this this sort of conspiracy has brought us together. Yeah, I like it a lot. I, um, what sort of stuff do you talk about on your radio show? Do you think? Um, I talk about occult history. I talk about uh, strange happenings in the town that I believe are connected to p- potentially supernatural origins. So I'm basically my radio show is like the 1920s version of those like uh, tabloids that you see, where it's like Bat Dude. Boy found in cave, that sort <laughs> of stuff. Like, right, right. And most that's of exactly, it, most I'm... of it is bullshit. Most <clears throat> of it is is stuff that is you know completely unsubstantiated but this one time i'm like holy shit i stumbled upon something real yes. well and that's the thing i'm a kid photojournalist and i'm constantly being stiffed with the old crazy guy and his stories that aren't true and i'm you know whatever i'll still get my tiny little column on page 9 or whatever but now it's like well wait a second finally there's something here with this guy he might be right about something and i am kind of a part of it since i have this picture or whatnot i i I like that story and uh my character's name is edwin alsup so my radio show is called alsup's fables oh edwin (laughs) alsup yeah edwin alsup and he's from derbyshire england from across the pond nice 
That, that's perfect. And that could also give you a tie-in to Enigma. You know, yep. your show would have brought you to Enigma's attention, and so... They're sort uh, of you monitoring you, it or whatever. Well, and- yeah, and you, you might even belong... You might even at this point belong to the uh, Enigma Society because... Right. Um, you know that they're they're always interested in this in this sort of thing, yeah. And uh, yeah, so maybe you, you wouldn't even necessarily have to belong very long, but uh, it, it'll at least give you the connection so that uh, it'll make it easier to 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 bring you in. Um, I like that's it. awesome. So uh, okay, so Barker, what about your character's sort of uh, how did how did uh, he get involved in uh, photography? Because photography in the nineteen twenties, uh, it's not it's not 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 quite as no, easy to t- pick up as today. Let's say no, exactly. I think right. that there would have to be. It was like his grandfather's camera, and it's it's maybe even a little bit older than 1928 times. So it's like yeah. not grandfather's. We'll say father's camera or an inherited camera, <laughs> and uh, that's one of the things. That's one of the benefits of having to kind of keep an eye on the stories being told by this Edwin Alsop guy is that he sells the type of camera film that I use for my old camera. And so I'd go in there and, um, I don't know, purchase from a shop. Of course you did say we didn't know each other yet. So maybe no, but if we can absolutely have a connection beforehand, I'm, I'm cool with that. This this, this is the bill. So (laughs) you can, you can wreck on anything you want. Um, uh, but yeah, I I like the idea that it's, um, maybe an even a little bit older camera and it's special and it's, I, I take a very good care of it, and it's not unlimited film, and it's a process to use. Uh, what about the idea that maybe it was used during the war? Maybe your dad was a, a war photographer. Oh yeah. In, in, oh yeah. In, uh, in, my in father was my father was a, a marine at the Battle of Bello Wood, and uh, was bayoneted in the neck. Sure. Yeah, a war photographer uh, killed in the war or brought back and was mm-hmm. never the same. That's up to you. No, that's up to you, man. That's fate. That's not me. <laughs> um, I'll say. I'll say he was lost in the war. He 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 was uh, he was killed, and this this camera is is an important part. Now, one of the things that talking about tying mechanics, one of the things in in Call of Cthulhu Seventh Edition is uh, as part of your character creation, they ask you know what, things and people that are important to you. And this this camera could be sort of that important item, um, mm. you know, to to you. It works into the mechanics in that they can help recover sanity. And now, for a one shot, it's not it's not going to be as critical, but it's it. Um, just think about tying it into the mechanics. I like that well. a lot. That's really cool. A little yeah. personal. So, it's a, it's like a trinket that's <clears throat> a little bit more tied to your character. Yeah. Well, right. It's yeah. It's it's, it's a talisman. It's it's this, it's this thing that is important to you. Um, you know, you could get a, a more modern camera, but you, you you're using your dad's camera because yeah, yeah. Yep. You know, it's this it was kind of like it was, totemistic <laughs> thing for him. Yeah, yep, yeah. I yeah, love for it. Sure, awesome. So uh, you you work you, you work for the local paper. We'll say uh, uh, Boston Post. I think was uh, was was a thing then. It um, is now. That's how this it works. Is, <laughs> it is now. So yeah. So you you so. Uh, you you sell you work for the Boston Post occasionally. Um, uh, do you do you have another job? Uh, getting pictures of Spider Man. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the I I think that I I'm sorry I got that. 
Got J. Jonah Jameson uh, joke out of nowhere. Not that. That's awesome. Uh, uh, do uh, I have another job? Um, well, I mean, like you could, you could, you could. Uh, yeah. It wouldn't even necessarily have to be camera related. You could. You oh know, no, it shouldn't. Like um, I, I, I watch an old lady's house for her or something. Like I, oh, will, that's so perfect. Or, or, so, yeah, or, yeah. or you're a bartender. <laughs> you could be a bartender. It doesn't matter. You know. Oh, that's you could, you a bartender. Be cool, but that's a little way too cool. Like way too uh, cool. That's, you don't. That's, you don't want to be quite that cool. That's a little bit um, way too cool. Okay, hang on. Let me let me, let me just look at the, at oh, the no, list what? here. My my initial thing I said was I imagine I get paid. For watching an old lady's house, <laughs> I, that's a regular job for me. She's just never home, and I just watch her house. <laughs> that's the you, twist. You'd get paid for that. Uh, a taxi driver. Oh, uh, taxis were a thing. Um, How about I know, park get, cars? I park yeah. cars um, in a valet. I'm a valet person. Okay, like that because that is a steady job that sucks that someone would have if they needed to have a second job. Like, yeah. fine, I'll get, I'll park this. These people like I'll park cars. I don't have to talk to anybody. I just take their car and I park it. And then what? What about it? Um, I don't know how many people are going to have cars in 1928 Boston, but I think since uh, we're in the city, it's going to be pretty prevalent. And it's we're talking yeah. like Ritz Carlton level. Yeah. Place. Actually, uh, you should when you get a chance do a Google search on uh, not a Google search a YouTube search uh, for like 1920s New York or Boston. And you'll get you'll get vi- you know videos from that time period come up, and it can kind of help not only to set the mood, but it'll, you'll, you'll see the, how many cars there actually are. There's quite a lot in 1928. You'd be you'd be surprised. So uh, there's quite a lot of traffic at that point Which already. Right so Ooh, wow. um, yeah, I think I think yeah, being being a uh, being Place a valet is is mm-hmm. not out of the question. That could work well for you. Not only would it give your character uh, some you know a useful skill in driving. But uh, you know, it, it would it would probably pay fairly well for the yeah. time period. Yeah. Um, mm. Better than better than being a hobo. Let me think about it. Let me think on it. I like I like the idea of of penciling that in for now. That's that's a good idea. And I definitely didn't think about uh, having a second job. And I really like that idea. Did, did did anyone else just hear what I just heard? Did anyone else? I hear did. That? What <laughs> I the no, hell was that? I have no freaking idea. What Parker, happened? Did you hear that? No, what happened? <laughs> it was like, ow! <laughs> I was, I was, I was just trying to go on, and not mention it, and just keep going. Wait, it what scared the crap out of me. It was like, it was almost like an ad started playing. It was like, it was like a, yeah, it was like a sting. It was like, it was like the beginning of a like yow! a jingle. It was like, yeah, and then it, yeah. Oh. Well, hold on, I think exactly. Hold on, let's see. Was it? Was it this? Let's see. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Like that? Uh, that was it. Yep. What the hell is that? <laughs> what so, is that and why is it there? So I, I, I'm I, looking at Boston Common and Proper 1920s and this damn freaking video is monetized. It's not in the public domain, which is ridiculous. It's footage why? from the 20s. Why and did we hear that so I well? have no idea, but it was like, oh. I guess it was the perfect frequency to escape my fully over ear <laughs> headphones. It was like... <laughs> nothing, nothing can keep this jam in, baby. It, it, it don't matter what we're advertising. You listening? It scared the absolute crap out of me. I was like, "Who's <laughs> here? It's already happening." <laughs> Head too much. <laughs> well, I'm glad you said something, Max. I thought it was just on my end. So, good. yeah. Um, <laughs> Lord, I was like, well, oh, it's finally happening. I'm losing it. 
uh, I got a question for you, Alex. Right, yeah. uh, and it's regarding the start of the the session. This is a one shot. Yes. So right. remember the beginning of our last one shot. Didn't we like open our eyes and we're in a plane crash? That's true. So, yeah. So I don't know um, what route you want to go th- in uh, this time, but <clears throat> I imagine we're going to start the session. Like when is it going to be after we've found each other, or are we going to role play yeah. out that? Yeah. No. Uh, no. Uh, because it's a one shot, you guys will. Uh, I, I'll sort of establish you, that you that you know each other and cool. you you'll you'll start your the scene will sort of start off together uh it won't start off quite as dramatically as being in a plane crash <laughs> but yeah <laughs> it will definitely start off sort of in not 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 quite in the middle of things but you know with with the ball already sort of rolling so yeah. you're bark um, you're parking <laughs> this guy's car <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> Looks like it's a tight fit, but you're going to have to roll dexterity to see if that's give dumb. Me a, give me a uh, driving okay, skill uh, check. Sanity check to not scratch <laughs> the Bel Air. Exactly. No, but like, for example, let's say, um, now this isn't going to be for you. This is going to be how you, this is, is not going to be how you guys start. But I'm, you know, an example might be uh, you're, you're standing outside the old dilapidated house. You'd heard about this house some time ago and, and you know, come up with good reasons to come investigate it. And then and go into this sort of, you know, description of, of what sort of brought you to this house. Not, but now yeah. you're staying in front of it ready to go in kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that'll sort of just lead right into it. Okay. So <clears throat> just to kind of line up what we've decided, yeah. I am a character who takes photographs on the side, but I tr- I'm trying to make it big in journalism. I, right. You know, I work as a valet fo- guy on the side. I, I'm kind of linked to this person, Edwin Alsip. Not too much, uh, you know, is a place I can get good film, but also uh, I've done a couple stories on some of the the tales that you'll hear on, uh, what would you call it, Alsip's Hour? Oh, no, Al- it's Alsip's Fables. Alsip's Fables. Well, then yep. I have to make sure I write that down. Um, but, <laughs> My uh, shop, by the way, is called All Sips Antiquities. Of course. Oh, that's beautiful. And I have taken a photo, and inside of that photo is a clue to this mysterious crime committed on Edwin Alsip. And and Alsip saw that photo in the paper, right? That's right. where we ended up, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of. Yeah, because he he started he started keeping an eye on you once you started coming into his shop, um, and he might not even sell film like as as a, as a matter of business, but maybe you came in there one time looking for, you know, uh, a, a a special lens for your for this old camera of yours, yeah. and. And you mentioned to him in a conversation that yeah I'm having I have such a hard time getting film for this thing, and he's like oh well you know I happen to know a guy I'll hook you up and That's and so, exactly. you know you 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 go through him to get your film but you, you know he's not necessarily a, you know doesn't sell film as a matter of you know uh, his regular business yeah that makes which kind of makes more sense for an antique dealer you know he wouldn't just you know, kind of sell film. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if film. that makes sense. Antique and film. So it, it, the, the film that you probably get isn't like on rolls. It's probably those, uh, uh, what were they? They're, they're like, they're like, uh, chemically treated plates almost. They're like, right. uh, yep. it's like a rectangle. Uh, it's, it's, it's in a case you slide it in, you know, yep. sit off, sit off the powder and, and you know, you pull oh, it out. So and, that far back where it's like, psh. oh yeah. Yeah. 
Really? Okay. All right. Cool. And so, yeah. And so, well, again, if you're going, if you're going for, if you're going for, for a great war camera, yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Yeah. Let's. That. I'm. I'm definitely fine with that for sure. Let's do that. Yeah. I mean, they had some that were a bit more portable, so it's not. It's not. It's not. Yeah. That big and clunky, but it's. Uh, you know, it's definitely. it's definitely not as advanced as some of the new, the newer models. Liquid you know, crystal. At this, at, at this at this point, it's going to be what ten. 10 or 15 years old uh, yeah. model. Yeah. What if you just yeah, use your so. phone? Just take pictures with your phone. Yeah, I know. What, <laughs> why don't I just do that? <laughs> I'm going to take pictures with my phone. That could be fun. Okay, so we have a up-and-coming photojournalist who, uh, who wants to make it big in photojournalism, uh, follow, after, follow after his dad, who works as a valet at a, uh, at, at, at a fancy hotel in, in Boston. And we have a uh, an antique dealer who has a local sort of you know little. Um, I think they only had AM then or something like that. I'm trying to think of what, yeah. what, they, what they what they would have had for radio. I think it was all AM. So you know a, a, a local sort of radio state you know a local bit on a radio station. So would it be would it be antiques and 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 their relationship to the you know the occult or just straight occult stuff? Is this more yeah. of a sideline for you mm-hmm. or does it relate to your business? It would it would probably be more general occult stuff because it's okay. a it's a, a recent passion of mine that I've become sort of enamored with. Um, okay. But I would definitely talk about sort of antiques and artifacts and stuff on the show from time. Ah, uh, so so is 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 he in, is he into the whole seance scene at this time? Is he like uh, been to seances or? I think uh, so. I think that, that sort he's of thing. A, I think he's a kooky old guy. Yeah. Uh, and and you know it'd be fun. It'd be fun too if if he really hasn't encountered anything real at this point. You know, it's it's all been uh, like fake. You know, you know the char- more the charlatan seances. You know, right. Um, so up till now, <laughs> he hasn't really encountered anything. That's. Uh, yeah, real. that's what I'm thinking is that up until this point, it's all been kind of bullshit that he's just been yeah. sort of and he's been waiting for something real. And <clears> now <throat> if something real finally happens and he's kind of like, oh, no, this is more than I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, now, now, now he's being attacked by uh, by a guy with a, a strange yeah. knife. He's like, this is too real. <laughs> awesome. What if you were mugged by this guy like 20 years ago and I took this picture now and you saw this person who mugged you in their exact same age and form, and it was the same. And now you're putting it together. What if it's an old picture? I mean, I'm no, down no, with sorry. That. What if, I, I would, I'd say it wouldn't crime. even yeah. necessarily need to be 20 years ago, but it could yeah, be. Yeah, not necessarily that old, but you know, it could even be like yeah. just a couple of years before. Yeah, yeah, and just and that's that could be what sort of started oh, that, my. Yeah, that's what got you into the occult. Yeah, yeah, was that was I was just. You know, something came through my shop that happened to be, you know, the first item that I received that occulty, had sort of yeah. an occult sort of uh, connection, yeah. and I sort of delved into it a little bit, and this guy ended up attacking me, and that's what started my sort of fixation on stuff and trying to figure yep. out why was I attacked, what is this dagger that he dropped, like, who are these guys sort of thing. Yeah, and now you find out, you know, two, three, four years later, whatever you decided you wanted to be, that this guy is still, like, watching you. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, in that case, you wouldn't be able to take a picture of him coming out of the police department necessarily because, you know, he wouldn't be going to see about it this late. Right. But, but somehow the picture has yeah. the same guy in it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So you have to figure out a reason why you'd be taking a picture of him at this point. Um, for for a story in which I finished chewing my food, um, <laughs> I think I'd actually be taking a picture of the shop <clears throat> and the street corner that the shop is on 
And in that photo is the thing that Edwin Alsop sees. And we uh, realize okay. that what, you know, not only is this person or this thing here, but it's clearly watching the shop. Like it's clearly in this area for a reason. And you, Edwin Alsop, recognize it from years before or uh, when, nice. whenever before. Yeah. All right, cool. Awesome. Um, all right, so what else What else do we need to build on to these guys, you think? We've got a good solid, you know, sort of core concept. We have a little bit of, of Barker's character's backstory in that at least, you know, relationship to his, his father in the Great War. I assume, I assume he's going to be on the younger side. Well, if my dad died in the Great War, then he was... Yep. Well, he, he could have been a little bit... Old. If he was in his 20s, you know, you could have been maybe... Say say he was six or seven years old, mm-hmm. he because he could he could have easily uh, gotten married when he was eighteen or nineteen. Even uh, my mother is uh, about... my mother is from a city in France, and she moved to the United States after the war. And oh, cool. um, And I was you know remarried, but I was kind of raised by myself. That's what that's why that's what I was. She, she remarried. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, I don't know. Um, I imagine <clears throat> I like the idea that my mom would seek happiness. Yeah. Uh, that would that would put you probably around the age of like nineteen, maybe. Cool, perfect. So so you're you're a younger guy. It's kind of kind of a cool kind of a cool buddy team setup too. You've got the the, <laughs> the old the old you know the old antique dealer and crazy the, old and the, man. And the young young scrappy photojournalist. Yeah, yep. I love it. That's great. Anything anything fun. else on uh, Allsup's backstory? Um, I think that he maybe uh, came to America. Maybe right before the war broke out, he sort of mm. saw the writing on the wall and decided to get out while the getting was good. Um, okay. So I think he's been in America for about, uh, what would that be, like 12 or 14 years 12, at this point? Yeah, yeah. Maybe um, 15 years most, yeah. I think that he has an adult daughter that he is estranged from. Ah, uh, cool. Um, because I mentioned in, that she's she a is widower. Is she in the U.S. or is she still in, the, in, the, uh, in, in mm. England? I think she's still in England and... Uh, I mentioned that Edwin was a widower, um, mm-hmm. and so I think that his wife maybe died like a while ago. Okay, what did she die of? Um, Childbirth was, was in pretty the dumb. trenches. Oh, oh, oh! Actually, oh. <laughs> she got trench mouth. And other enough, she was never actually in the trench. Yeah, um, <laughs> we were never able to explain why. What did What did you say was really common, Alex? Oh, like uh, death and childbirth. Um, it could have been. I'm trying to think of when when that big Spanish flu, no Spanish flu. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe that was it. What the, what the hell? What the hell is <laughs> happening again? That's not me. How can you hear this? You can hear this right now. Yeah, yeah, I Loudly. can hear it perfectly. Okay, Barker, I have a theory. I have a theory. I. How can you hear this if it, there's okay. no speakers? I can I have no hear idea. It, like it's coming out of my own computer right now. <laughs> yeah. It's it's Why? really it's loud. So I I don't want it to stop. Barker in the Zoom. What is your what is your audio input set set to? Oh yeah, that's what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh here it is. Yeah my my audio input was set to bullshit. My <laughs> set to bullshit. I can't check right now for some reason, but I will. <laughs> So Spanish Spanish flu sounds good. Yeah. Well, we can look. You can always look it up too, and and yeah. pick a if you pick a pick a an outbreak. There are lots 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 of pick outbreaks. an outbreak. <clears throat> I like the idea that um, Edwin is very. He's a very sentimental uh, person who is very very mm-hmm. attached to material possessions. Not in a greedy sort of way, but he just he 
he attaches memories and emotions and feelings to objects, and that's one of the yeah. reasons why he loves antiques and has re- is kind really into collecting things. <laughs> kind of a classy hoarder. Yeah, he's like that's exactly. He, he's a he only he hoarder. only hoards good stuff. Yeah, like <laughs> you know, he's not he's not going to keep bags of dog hair, but he will keep you know the. <laughs> The left shoe from when his daughter was a baby that will never fit anymore, but for some reason he just keeps it. Yeah, yeah. All right, awesome. awesome. Okay. Oh, and else? he has a um, he has a fifty caliber machine gun that he shoots from the hip. Well, yeah, that's that's a given. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's that goes without saying. And he said, oh. his, he's like, get some, get some." <laughs> Actually, I I have one more thing before we close this out. One more thought about yep. my character. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> We're no strangers okay. to love. <laughs> All right. So, are, 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 are you gonna are you gonna edit in the Rick Roll? Uh, uh yeah, I have to. I have to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, was that good, Alex? Was that a um? Uh, now I mean, is that I enough information that your to get Looks like Rick Astley. Well, that's true. <laughs> Like red haired, he that that could work actually. He, he yeah. does have that nineteen twenties vibe to him. Yeah. Super does. <laughs> he's got the coat, the white coat with the with the yeah yep. yeah. Oh, she, yeah, yeah, she's got sure. nothing but. Um, no, that's cool. Uh, you, that those are those are solid uh, character concepts. I think. Yeah, that I'm was excited. awesome and a perfect way to end the episode too. I think with a <laughs> I think so. <laughs> um, we're gonna get some angry thumb, angry uh, messages from that. One. Yeah, we will. What you've just listened to has been produced by Roll Up and Die and is copyright 2017. How official. The games, films, TV shows, and other stuff we talked about during this episode are the properties of their respective owners, so be sure to borrow nicely, okay? Any snippet, portion, clip, or other synonym for part of this show can absolutely be used in other media so long as credit is given to the Roll Up and Die podcast. You can find all three of the primary hosts on YouTube and other websites. Matt can be found at youtube.com slash a fistful of dice. Barker can be found at youtube.com slash be a better game master. And both of their work can be found at www.absolutetabletop.com. Captain Gothnog is also on YouTube at youtube.com slash captaingothnog, and his work can be found on DriveThruRPG under Critical Hit Publishing. Be sure to keep track of us on iTunes at rollupanddie.podbean.com or on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash rollupanddie. Have a fantastic day, everybody, and as always, happy gaming.